Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Thursday. This is the 11th week since Pentecost. This morning we continue our reading of Mark's Gospel, and though we have heard the story of Jesus many times, we are trying to listen with fresh ears to what Jesus says and does, and by doing so, we pray that the Spirit deepens our faith and our understanding of who Jesus is and what God has done for us in Christ. And now we begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at the thirtieth verse. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him and three days after being killed he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying, and they were afraid to ask him. This is important, quiet teaching time for Jesus and his disciples. He comes back into Galilee, but he does so secretly, trying to remain hidden. It's time of teaching large crowds at the lakeshore, of healing sick people in the marketplace, of announcing God's kingdom in the synagogue and through the countryside has now come to an end. Jesus takes his disciples aside to teach them and to prepare them for what comes next. Once again, it's important for the disciples to learn to make the connection between what they have witnessed and received from Jesus as he proclaimed the coming of God's kingdom as he healed the sick, as he preached good news to the poor, opened the eyes of the blind, raised the dead, made the lame to walk. They need to learn to make that connection between what they saw and heard and what Jesus taught them about the coming of God's kingdom and what it meant for them and for for the world. The connection between that, 
between all that and what they will witness in Jesus' death and resurrection. Because these are of the same proclamation of the good news of God's kingdom that now centers and rests in the work of Jesus, the Christ. The disciples don't yet understand this. It is something that will take a long time for them to work through. In fact, if we think about it, most of the rest of the New Testament is the coming of the Holy Spirit to teach us what Jesus begins to teach right here, the significance of the cross. How all that has happened to Jesus happened according to the scripture and according to God's will. How the scandal and foolishness of the cross is the power of God and the righteousness of God, giving life to all who put their faith in him. As Jesus' disciples, even today, it takes a lot of time and study and prayer and conversation, a lot of patient work by the Holy Spirit within us and among us before we start to see that the cross doesn't undo or dismiss Jesus' miraculous and powerful earthly ministry, but affirms and confirms what we have witnessed is truly the coming of God's kingdom. And that God's kingdom is truly coming to us. It is breaking into this world to make all things new. It tells us that Jesus was right all along and sends us back to reconsider how what Jesus said and did is really God's desire for all. And that's important for us to wrestle with as well. The cross does not let us off the hook for neglecting or rejecting Jesus' teaching about the kingdom. Instead, it drives us to repentance and puts in us the desire to do God's will, to see God's kingdom come and God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The cross doesn't tell us that Jesus stands in our place and takes away our sin and opens heaven to us so that what we say and do here in this world doesn't matter. No, it drives us to repent of the many ways that we fail to live according to the word incarnate in Jesus and publicly displayed in this powerful Galilean ministry. And in that forgiveness, we discover that Jesus was right in the world Even the religious world was wrong. We must not forget that it was what Jesus, it is what Jesus has done and taught that leads to his crucifixion. And when God raises Jesus from the dead and exalts him to God's right hand and sends us the Holy Spirit, then we can start to see the many ways and every ways that Jesus was right all along. And if what Jesus has been teaching us, and if what we have seen him do and heard him say was right all along, then there is no other way forward than in the Christ. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, for all his gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your holy church. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, especially those who are struggling with COVID, and for those who care for them, for those who are bereaved, especially those who have recently lost loved ones. We pray that you would comfort them. And we pray for those through whom your comfort is extended. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world. We pray for people in countries that continue to suffer from strife and warfare. And we pray for all who are at work for peace and international harmony. Pray for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that in all of these areas, in caring for the sick, in giving light to the world, in bringing about peace, in bringing people together, in saving this planet from carelessness and destruction, that your Church might be a leader and a light the world. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth now into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.